Hello and welcome to the Week 6 Fantasy Football League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Power Rankings. I know it's late in the week. We're doing this on a Friday. Typically done on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or even Thursdays at the latest. But that being said, I've been very busy. Very, very busy as Trump would say. So busy. The busiest man ever. Um, <clears throat> but the, the groundbreaking, earth-shattering news here is that I will be moving to Denver come the end of the year. So, destination draft Denver next year, maybe. Destination draft Vegas, California, or back to Illinois. If we want to do a destination draft, Tennessee, if we want to do a destination draft, we need at least seven people to commit and be into destination draft. But it's something that I would like us to start talking about about and having a conversation around. I think it'd be very fun for us to do something destination-wise. Um, but it's very important that we have the you know majority of people there in person to draft. In-person draft, most important. So if not, we'll be back in Chicago. I'll be back in Chicago. We will do the draft. Same as always. Nothing changes. But let's go ahead and let's get into the week six power rankings. At number 10, and at number nine, we have Mendo's and mine team. I mean, there's really nothing to be said here. Both one and five, and honestly, I will see you in the battle for the human napkin come the end of the season. That's just it. Not much else to say. Really nothing left. At number eight, we have Jake's team. Jake, you've got to win. You got your second win of the season. However, you beat me. So was it really a win? The answer, yes. You're still 2-4 and four on the very much outside looking in to sneak into the playoffs. However, that being said, you have Mendo's team this week. Again, Mendo and my team will be facing off in the Human Napkin Bowl. So if you beat Mendo this week, you move to 3-4 and four, and an outside chance of potentially making the playoffs. That being said, probably be one of the worst teams to make the playoffs at 2-4. and four. We could see how your team turns around. Derrick Henry, obviously a beast. He gets you the win this week. 40 fantasy points. It's crazy. I played him in both my leagues and lost by less than 10 points in both leagues. Shocker. At numero seven, we have Mayhan's team. 119 points this week was not... Oh, my bad. Oh, God, I keep doing this. Mayhan's team coming off a big win at three and three now. He had 129.2 points. Matt Ryan scoring 34.8 points this week. And Julio Jones scoring 30 points this week. Now, reason why I'm going to have you ranked kind of on the lower end here is there are trade rumors regarding where in the world Matt Ryan is going to end up. I have a feeling he might end up in um, Cleveland. I think that's a real possibility for him. Where does Julio Jones end up? They want to trade them. I mean, they got to move them. I mean, your team sucks. You could definitely get some good value back for both players. I mean, you got to be able to get at least a second or third round for Julio and probably about the same for Matt Ryan. I mean, some of these teams that are good in the NFL should really be looking to make a move for one of these guys. But what does that do fantasy-wise? Does that, you know, make them better or worse? Not really sure. So we don't know where that is. You also have Devonta Freeman on your team who stinks. Stinks. Horrible day for him last night. Less than one point um, in a pivotal game this week versus me. Boston Scott already put up 17 points for me. But the Giants D scored 
to fantasy points. And I swear, fantasy defense better be gone by next year. What a waste of time fantasy defense is. I made a push for it last year. We got pretty close. I think it was 6-4 to four last year in favor of keeping defense. I have a feeling those numbers will shift and we will do another um, questionnaire at the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, I'm already pushing and putting it into all your heads that fantasy defense should be gone. We should add another flex spot or another wide receiver spot. My gut instinct would be to make it a three-wide receiver league. We know how many great wide receivers there are in the NFL. I think we need to start accounting for this. The league, you know, football's changed in general. There's more passing. There's more passing yards. There's more receiving yards to go around. It's probably time to add in that extra wide receiver. But you had a good week. You know, Thielen solid. Jonathan Taylor looks good. You know, Aaron Jones. The whole works. I mean, this team is not as bad um, as it could be, but it's also not as good as it could be. So who knows? But you got Ryan Tannehill on your bench, and he might be the second best quarterback in the league next to Patrick Mahomes, apparently. Who knows? Shocking. Literally shocking. And hey, AJ Green really turned it around for you this week, too. You know, that's that's a that's a big thing, right? You pick up AJ Green off the waivers, you know, after Jeff drops him now, he looks like a very ownable player again. My thing is I think they're gonna force feed him to get him some sort of value, get like a fifth or sixth round pick for him, and then move on from AJ Green. So interesting to see where he ends up. At number six, we have Brett's team coming off a loss this week, also three and three. Um, I just think the outlook for this team is a little bit better. Justin Jefferson, obviously, been one of the best wide receivers in the football in, in the NFL, you know, especially as a rookie. He puts up another 35 point day. I mean, crazy. He's crazy good. AJ Brown is so back. He's just super talented. Um, you know, Bobby Trees still like him. Mike Gusecki really dropped the ball for you. Zero points for him, but you were without. Darren Waller, Chris Carson, and Kamara this week. So kind of giving you a pass on this one and still think there's better days ahead for this team. At number five, we have Reese's team coming off a loss, putting up 102 points this week. And it just, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for you this week. Um, We had, you know, Cam Newton put up 17. David Montgomery, he's 12 points. He's like a 12-point guy. I mean, like, really, he's never having, like, a 30-point fantasy day. He's just, like, super overrated. Kareem Hunt is going to play this week, so that's obviously helpful. Ezekiel Elliott has not been Ezekiel Elliott, though. You make that trade, and he fumbles galore, fumbles galore. C.D. Lamb obviously takes a hit with Andy Dalton as his quarterback. But... Rob Gronkowski gets in the end zone. That was a good stream for you. You're getting, uh, you know, Hunter Henry back after the bye this week, still with no Fant. Um, you know, there, there's there's some good things about this team. There, there's some high upside here. Devontae Adams. Um, LaVisca Chanel actually, like, leads, like, tight coverage catches or something like that in the NFL. Saw it on Twitter the other day. You know, he's pretty good. I, I don't know. This team is probably one or two moves away from, you know, being really serious, but who knows? I mean, if Ezekiel Elliott is good and Kareem Hunt is just totally taking over that backfield, I mean, this team is just, it's going to be solid, especially when you have, you know, the the team you put together here. It's a, it's a good job. At number four, we have Collins' team. Now, Collins' team only puts up 91.8 this week against J.O.'s team in the battle for who um, looks the most like Jimmy Tatro. Um, at 91.8 points was not enough to beat Jail's team. However, because they played each other this week, you know, one had to win, one had to lose, which means power rankings had to take place. And that's why I'm doing them today. Like I said, just been very busy. But Kyler Murray puts up 30.4 fantasy points. Travis Kelsey with 19. 
and Miles Gaskin, 14.6. Now, everybody knows I'm a big Travis Kelsey hater. Just don't like him. He always, like, tried too much to be like Gronkowski, and he's not Gronk. He's just, you know, another good football player. But comparing the two, I mean, Gronk has him beat by, like, a 1,000 miles. Um, but Travis Kelsey has quietly been amazing in fantasy the last three years. I would never pick him because I just don't like him. And it's definitely, you know, probably one of the reasons why I suck so bad. But, uh, you know, Collins' team sitting at 3-3, uh, three and three, um, still looking to make the playoffs. Uh, Miles Sanders gets hurt. That obviously hurts your outlook here. But DeAndre Swift has taken over the backfield in Detroit. And uh, we'll look to see if he starts getting more and more carries each and every week. You get Tyler Lockett back after a bye. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, it just really kind of depends, like, who in L.A. Is scoring that week. DeAndre Hopkins kind of, you know, eight points, obviously. You expect him to do better, but... Kyler Murray just been an absolute stud in fantasy, but the biggest reason for that is, is Mendo drafted Kenyon Drake. So, you know, give or take Mendo gets rid of Kenyon Drake. No way Murray uh, rushes for another touchdown in this season. At number three this week, the biggest move here is Kressner's team. It's really starting to turn around here and man, that Ronald Jones trade is looking so bad for me. So bad. He has been so fucking good lately. He is now a running back stud. You get Dalvin Cook back next week. You're eventually going to get Nick Chubb Chubb back for the playoffs. Sitting at four and two. You know, poised to make the playoffs. Poised to have a strong roster for the end here. You know, you get Mike Thomas. Now, Mike Thomas, like, or Mike Evans. um, Mike Evans, he's, you know, scored a ton of touchdowns. Really hasn't gotten volume. Hasn't gotten a ton of receiving yards. So, you know, you're really looking on him to score touchdowns for you every week. Randall Cobb, I guess, has been a good option. Darius Slayton, of course, has been good since I traded him to you. Just no shocker there. Um, And then, you know, Deshaun Watson, just absolute stud, 35.6 fantasy points. I mean, I knew this team was, like, always going to sit in the middle of the pack, but you finally have taken one step ahead to move to four and three. Um, You know, still not a huge fan of the bench, but... I guess you just don't need it, you know? I called it. The one week you'd need Adrian Peterson to play for you is that you'd get like 8 to 12 points, 12.3 points. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, this team's good. At number two this week, another 5-1 and one team scoring 110 fantasy points this week. George Kittle scored 20.4. James Conner was 16.7. Josh Allen was 16.2. I mean, Jeff, you haven't traded with Colin. There's been no trade for no trade with you and Colin yet, and you are sitting at five and one. Imagine what you could have accomplished these last de- this last decade. Imagine, but every year you fell into the trap. Every single year you fell into the trap. This year you haven't fallen into the trap. The question is, can you make it through the entire season? Can you make it through the entire season? I am not entirely sure you can. And also, too, you know, around the corner, CMC is coming back. What does that do for your running backs? You're really going to start, you know, David Johnson, James Conner every week. Like, kind of gross. But, hey, I guess we'll see. And at number one, the winner of the Jimmy Tatro Bowl was J.O. Will Fuller with 21.3, Calvin Ridley with 15.9, and Joe Mixon with 13.9. Now, Joe Mixon is not probably going to play this week, but... You do have Giovanni Bernard, and of course, you also picked up the other player on free agency this week, Antonio Brown, that everybody's interested in. Will he sign somewhere? Where will he sign? 
But, you know, there's a reason. You won the Jimmy Tatro Bowl, you get the number one ranking. Obviously, you know, Philip Lindsay put up 10 on your bench. There's just a lot going on here to this team. And, you know, maybe even Zach Moss takes over the backfield at a certain point in time. I just, you know, this team's good. James Robinson, Joe Mixon, you know, you're streaming quarterbacks and um, kind of getting it done there. I mean, Stafford only had 12.4 points this week, but, you know, still ended up getting you to a win. Um, you know, Allen Robinson been awesome. You know, Ridley Godwin. I mean, this is just a deep, solid team. And that's why you are sitting at the number one ranking. But that will do it for the week six fantasy football power rankings. See you guys. Hello and welcome to the week eight fantasy football podcast for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It is Thursday, November 5th, 2020. And this week for power rankings, we get power rankings this week because both J.O. and Colin lost this week. We didn't have them last week because they both won. I like that new rule. It's a great rule. But this week we get a special power rankings. This week, as requested, I am comparing each and every single person to a fast food restaurant that I think they have been like for their career. So enough said about that. Let's go ahead and dive on in here. At number 10. So the power rankings are going to work like this, you know, same thing. You know, I'm going to say number 10, who it is, but then I'm going to compare you to a food restaurant that I think your career has been like in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Not this season, but the number that you are this week, that's where I think you are and the power rankings for uh, week eight or yeah, for week eight, moving into week nine. Okay. So number 10, we have Mendo. The restaurant I'm comparing you to is Ponchero's. Okay. The Iowa grad gets the famous Iowa burrito spot. For those of you who don't know, this reigns king at Iowa for drunk food. Okay. And for some reason, they're the only burrito place in the country who can use a spoon to mix up the food in your burrito. So, you know, you go through the line, you know, you get chicken, lettuce, whatever else you want on it, cheese. But then at the end, they take a spoon and they mix it up in the burrito and then they wrap it up. Okay. Only burrito place in the country. I, I don't know why. But even that being said, they have commercials and it's just a spoon. Okay. That is like their thing. They're just a spoon. Okay. And that's exactly what your career has been like. Okay. You have your one thing, you know, you're a good draft day guy, you know, fun group me guy. But when it comes to the actual fantasy aspect and performing pretty well, it's been wildly underperforming, right? Everybody always gets hurt. The keepers get hurt. The first round picks are always hurt. So let's be honest, you know, Poncheros is not Chipotle, Right. Hell, it's not, it's not even Qdoba. So it's a kind of crappy-ass burrito spot. But at the very least, you still bring the spoon. At number nine, we have myself. The restaurant I'm comparing to is KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, I had that one year. You know, I popped up here and there, you know, throughout history, right? You know, a couple playoff appearances here, right? The championship way back when. But it doesn't matter. I'm not Popeyes. I'm KFC. I'm the crappy off-brand version of Popeyes. Everybody knows it, right? Not a bad choice, but definitely not your first choice, right, when it comes to fried chicken. Like, if you have to have KFC, you're you're okay with it, right? And, and you ate there, you know. But it's not even harder to eat there now because there's less KFCs, right? Like I said, not the first choice, right? You're going to find a Popeyes, but you might find a KFC, right? It's just not around like it used to be. That's pretty much what it's like for me, right? I used to be pretty good. Now I'm just like hit or miss once a there, right? But at the end of the day, Popeye's is eating me alive and, and spitting me out for lunch. 
That's just the facts. And number eight, we have mayhem, okay? And I'm going to get shit on because I'm giving you a good fast food chain. The fast food chain I'm giving you is Chipotle. You know, possibly even one of the best fast food chains. However, that's not the Chipotle I'm giving you. I am giving you the E. coli breakout Chipotle. Okay? Historically, yeah, you've been good in this league. You've been good in this league. You know? Losses in, in championships and, you know, third place finishes. You know, you've come close to winning it all. But each and every single time you've come close to winning it all, you've had an E. coli breakout and everyone stops thinking you're the best. That's the truth. Right? So I, you're not the good version of Chipotle. You're the E. coli version. You do pretty well and then you have that E. coli breakout and you fall and you fail. And number seven, we have Jake. And I got you down for Domino's. Okay? Never a great choice. Definitely not the best out of the shitty pizzas. You know, it's definitely definitely the best of the shitty pizzas you can get, right? But still never great. But it's, but it's good. It's good. It's good, right? It's like, it's good, right? But But it's, you know, but, you know, you've had those couple of really good seasons, right? You know, a couple losses in the championship games, you know, and I would compare those, those losses to like those drunk nights, right? Where Domino's is like one of the only places you get food from. It's 3.50 in the morning. You get the Domino's, you eat it, and you're like, wow, this is so good, right? And th- those are those great seasons for you. Those, like, drunk nights, it's like, oh, my Domino's so awesome. Oh, so good, right? But then the next morning, you wake up, you're super hungover, and you see that pizza box out in the living room, and the pizza's already stale and crusty and nasty. And, and you sit there, and you realize, like, wow, I feel like shit. And you, you think it's from the drinking, but then you're like, oh, man, it, it's actually from the Domino's. Like, I really shouldn't have ate three quarters of a Domino's pizza last night and dunked it in all that garlic and the ranch and all that other stuff, man. And you feel awful. So you're Domino's. And number six, we've got Colin. Of course, he's got to be McDonald's, okay? An OG member of the league has dominated since the very beginning, right? Lost in championship game season one. Right? Everything always seems to go right. You know, you're still pumping out the golden fries under the golden arches of this league. Right? Not only that, but you've adapted, right? As we've changed and we've, we've you know, moved on from the, the league we were in and, and, you know, adding the flex spots and doing all this other crap and changing the scoring and yada, yada, yada. That's what McDonald's has done too, right? They've added healthier foods and they're still winning. They're still McDonald's. They're still the best. Right? So McDonald's, it makes too much sense, right? When you're the best to the league to date, you get the GOAT fast food place. You know, and, and if anybody here says McDonald's is not the GOAT fast food, you're lying. It's always available. It's always good. It never disappoints. You know, there obviously are better places to go get food at, you know, compared to But at the end of the day, when you think of the best, McDonald's truly is the best. At number five, we've got Reese. For you, I got you down as Arby's, Okay. You're an OG member of the league. So I had to give you an OG food place, right? So Arby's kind of makes perfect sense, right? But it's just average ass fast food, okay? And average is exactly how your career has gone in this league. Not good, not bad, sometimes bad, sometimes good, you know? I mean, I, honestly, like, I, I probably have had Arby's like once or twice in my, my life. But 
I've never sat there and been like, wow, Arby's, that was good. I don't, I, I don't know if I've ate there once or twice. It had to be super, super like indifferent towards it. Okay. I could never imagine picking, you know, Arby's over any other fast food restaurant. Okay. It's just like an always there type of fast food restaurant. And number four, we've got Kresner's team. I got you down for Long John Silvers, right? Everyone assumes you suck because they've never really had it. And every person in this league remembers the defeated season you had, the 0 for season, the 0 for regular season, right? And, and you know, maybe there's people out there that say your food's good, right? But no one's really going off to being bad to have this food, right? Because everybody's concerned that they're going to get diarrhea from fast food seafood. I mean, seriously, that that is a super, super gross concept. Fast food, seafood? Scott, like, what what even does Long John? I've never had it. So I'm actually curious. Does, like, has any person ever had Long John Silver's? Is it good? I mean, I, I would still never get If somebody in this league tells me Long John Silver's is good, I'm never having it because it sounds disgusting. But I am curious if anybody's had it. But, I mean, that's kind of like where your team's been, right? It's just like, you know, people out there, they're going to say you're good. But, but you know, everybody remembers that one defeated season. I'm not going I'm not going to Long John Silver's because it sounds gross. At number three, we've got Jeff's team. I got you down for Dairy Queen. And it's not because you're a queen. It's because in fantasy football, hell, even in all fantasy sports, but fantasy football in this league, right? You always think you have some new great idea that's going to help you win. Some new fancy idea. This is it. This is going to be my year. I'm going to do things like this. I'm going to trade seven players for three players and, and three players for seven players. Yada, 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 yada. That's you, right? And this is exactly like when Dairy Queen added their grill and chill lounges. They're a freaking ice cream place. An ice cream place. Why are they adding grill and chill? Like, who the fuck is going to Dairy Queen for, for chicken nuggets? That's disgusting. You know, in this league, Jeff, stick to what you're good at, right? But every single time you go out and you do something crazy and you make a crazy trade or you do something, right? I'm going to trade seven picks for the first pick overall and blah, 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 blah. It never works out. You always get burned. Stick to the McFlurries or stick to the um, blizz- stick to the blizzards, right, versus the chicken tenders, buddy. Stick to the blizzards, no chicken tenders. And number two this week. We got Brett with Burger King. Now, this is funny because last night we were getting some drinks for softball, and you actually mentioned something about Burger King, right? But you also mentioned, you're like, you're like, oh, did you have somebody down for like, like Burger King? Or maybe you like Burger King. Dude, Burger King is trash. It's garbage. Nobody eats at Burger King. Nobody's ever happy to eat at fucking Burger King, dude. They're gross. And that's exactly why I picked it for you. Just a garbage-ass fast food joint. A below 500 Burger King, yeah, I'm below 500, fast food place, man. Garbage. Nobody likes Burger King. But that being said, Burger King, always readily available. The best avail- the best ability is availability. And sometimes you just have to take what's available. You could ask me, Mendo, Mayhan, because while we were traveling through Europe at every single airport we had to go to, we had to BK Lounge at each and every single one. Almost missed a few flights. But garbage food. But sometimes you just got to go to what's available and what you know. 
That's you. And last but not least, at numero uno this week, we've got J.O. I got you down for Chick-fil-A. Okay? Your first year, you did suck. Okay? Nobody's forgetting that. But I think we can kind of compare this to when Chick-fil-A, right? When everybody started here, oh, there's this place, you know, Chick-fil-A. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, right? But it's all down south. Nobody's really had it. And then you find out it's closed on Sunday. So you're instantly, you're out. You're like, okay, that's garbage. Why do I want to go to a a Chick-fil-A? But then Chick-fil-A started migrating up north, right? And you're, you're one of the newer guys in the league. You know, actually the newest addition to the league. You know, but it's been it like seven or eight years now already. But either way, you know, but this is a good comparison. You know, so you got into Illinois now and now you've taken over and you've started dominating. It's the hottest in the fast food game there is. And you're leading this league again. Already have a championship. So, I mean, it's simple. I mean, it's a good choice. You're already competing with the McDonald's, right? It's you and Colin. It's McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, right? At the end of the day, is Chick-fil-A going to have that staying power that McDonald's has? Uh, that's what we got to find out. That's what we got to find out. But, you know, for right now, you're hot. You're the hottest in the game right now. So you got to get the, the good fast food place. But that will do it for week eight of the fantasy football power rankings. Um, again, you know, let me know what you guys thought about these rankings. But also very, very curious if anybody's had long John Silver. Let me know.